You are now listening to a proud member of the Disney Podcast Family. Go to DizPodcastFamily.com to find more on this show and other great Disney podcasts. This is Dylan White, and you're listening to the All Aboard Podcast. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Welcome to another episode of All Aboard the Disneyland Railroad. We are a bi-weekly Disneyland resort-based podcast in which the train... Uh, not, it's not the train. <laughs> the railroad. <laughs> have I said train before? <laughs> I might have, huh? Maybe early on. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. I don't want to be breaking those rules. The railroad will take us to a different part of the Disneyland resort. I am one of your hosts, Jungle Cruiser. Uh, I don't even have a tagline afterwards, but... Uh, Sitting next to one of my other co-hosts, we have Yoho Joe from Sacramento. What's up, man? What is going on? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Hattie's on assignment. He's doing a. He said he had a, an engagement photo shoot. I don't know if he's. Honestly, I didn't ask him if he's the photographer or if it's for his. Huh. I, I didn't ask him. That, that could go either way. <laughs> it so. could because he wasn't. He wasn't specific on it, but. Real, real quick, I got to give a, a shout out. I wanted to do this last episode, but I forgot to do it. But uh, uh, engineer of the, of the site, uh, Sasquatch, uh, he actually messaged me a photo a couple couple weeks ago or a week ago of uh, R2-D2 dressed like a pirate, and his name was R2-D2. So I had to share that real quick because it just reminded me of this show. But uh, That's thanks awesome. For, thanks for that, uh, Sasquatch. That was awesome. <laughs> Speaking of our engineers... Uh we have Sasquatch, Cousin Jenny, John, Bernie, and Earl. As Hattie would say, that is his mermaid. We want to thank you guys for keeping the show chugging along. Does this steam train chug along or does it... I, I don't know. It it chugs along, it grooves along, it soars I'm along. Off. It's I'm going off the rails here. So, <laughs> but it, but it does toot. Not to toot our own horns, but uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so if you want to join the uh, engineer crew, you guys can go over to Patreon.com. I think it's slash All Aboard Podcast. I don't know what the slash is, but you can do the little search. Uh, you get some you get some goodies. So uh, go do that. We have the bonus episode uh, for this month coming out. It's going to be. Uh, Ask Mini JC. Uh, that's going to be a really fun episode. So that'll our, be fun. Yeah, engineers get get to hear that. If you want to uh, listen to that, we're just going to ask uh, Mini JC. We already have the questions from our engineers. Uh, so if you want to be a part of that, yeah, join the crew. We would definitely appreciate that. Um, we also have our our sponsor of the show, which is Discord Apparel. So you can find them at uh, Discord Apparel on Instagram. They're within our link tree, so you guys can go to our link tree, find the their website to order 
some of their mashups. Uh, like they have the one that's Gorilla Biscuits and Mickey Mouse. The new one that's coming out that I, I think we're all excited about is that uh, Iron Maiden uh, Donald Duck one. Yes, drops March 20th. At what we say, 8 a.m. PST, a.k.a. Disneyland time. That's what I like to yes. say. <laughs> um, and the website is www.dizcore.com. Uh, if you guys put in that uh, promo code all aboard, you get 20% discount. Get a 20% discount. Uh, along with the the Iron Maiden Donald Duck one, they're dropping their enamel pins, which is a mystery design. So, uh, And it's nothing that they have put out before. So it's a new mystery design. Um, and then also in the future, their next one is going to be a Toy Story Outcast mashup, which... I cannot wait for that, you know. Um, hey, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's nice. all you get. Um, okay. Uh, all right, Sorry, Miss Disney. <laughs> I am for real. That's, yeah. Uh, we can't wait. So, yeah, like I said, uh, check them out at www.dizcore.com. Um, I think that's all we got, right? Time yeah, to and I just one. wanted... Yeah, and I just want to say this real quick, too, that if you really, really want that design, don't hesitate because once their shirts are sold out, that is it for that one. So these are nice exclusive uh, shirts that they're getting or they're putting out. So very cool. Yes, yes, yes. That, that's what keeps them uh, uh, magical, I would say. I, don't I would think so. Yeah, they're rare. Uh, we do actually have one one general shout out. Sorry about that. We have from Disney Girl Sherlock 94. This is from our Disney podcast family episode. So if you haven't heard that one, go back and check it out. It, it uh, features uh, almost every show from the Disney podcast family uh, to talk about how we got here, why we do the show, our love for you know doing the show and Disney. So it's a great episode to, uh, to check out. We have, uh, like I said, Disney Girl Sherlock 94. She writes, great episode. Love the background music and hearing all about these podcasts. Um, so definitely a, a good listen because, you know, it's one thing that when we record our show, I know exactly what we talked about. You know, when I listen back for quality, you know, all that stuff. But I got it. You know, I listen to all the shows anyway, but I still got to listen to their takes on uh, why they do their podcasts and, and all that and their love for the parks and the, the company and Walt himself, all that stuff. So yeah, great, great listen. So and great, great job editing it too. It, it was really good. It was really fun oh. to listen to. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Not all to right, toot your own horn, but did it. Um, we're gonna go a uh, little bit, a uh, little bit differently, a little bit off the rails this episode. We're gonna go to what, what would you call it? The Hollywood backlot, Hollywood studios. You know, we I would call it the Hollywood backlot because we get a good, a little uh, behind the scenes on some Perfect. stuff. Perfect. Yes, and we're gonna go pick up uh, Michael Cavallari. Uh, if you guys uh, look him up, he was uh, the star, one of the stars of the next Karate Kid. So uh, we're gonna take the railroad over to the Hollywood backlot, pick him up. Uh, and just talk, just talk to him. So, uh, everybody, let's get on the railroad right now. Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited, now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. What?
All right, guys. Uh, we are sitting here with Michael Cavallari. Um, how you doing, sir? What's going on, Corey? What's up, Joey? How are <laughs> How's you? How's it going? Good. How are you doing? All aboard, podcast. All aboard. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, first of all, I want to thank... Hey, guys. Where are we going today? <laughs> uh, today, we're going to go to the Hollywood uh, Studios or Backlot or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I know Disney has uh, that. Uh, and that's what Joey recommended because it was like, we usually talk about a certain attraction and... Uh, we run with that, but this, this, today's a little bit of a, of a special episode, and uh, we're going to go to Hollywood, I guess. Uh, a celebration of Hollywood. Why not? <laughs> Hollywood. Wow, that's a big word, Hollywood. Where are you guys located, by the way? Where are you guys? Uh, I'm in I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. and uh, Yeah, not, yeah. I'm up here in uh, Sacramento, California. All right, so you're with, uh, you're with me somewhere in California. Yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly. What time did, Corey, what time is it in, in Arizona? Uh, today's the first day of the time change, so it's 11.30, same time as you guys. I was confused this morning, so I think I'm late for the guys, but no, no, my wife goes, no. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's kind of why I, yeah, whenever I do that, I always put the time zones into effect, because uh, like I said, Joey's in Cali, and then other host who couldn't make it today, he's in Canada, same time zone always as Joey, so it's, uh, we're all, all, all of us now are on the same time zone, so when we schedule stuff, we're like, now for the next seven months we can just we could just say the time we're, we're all in so that's great that's great well thank you for having me guys it's a pleasure for me to be here with you both oh absolutely thank you uh, and i heard you on 88 miles per hour podcast i just recently got back in touch with them and listened to that episode and was like very inspired intrigued by everything and i was like i gotta tell this guy i gotta talk to him really quick and just say you know give my kudos and <laughs> and then you said you wanted to be on the show, and I'm like, I'm not saying no to that. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're great. They're they're both great. Uh, had a wonderful time with them, and they're movie lovers, and we laughed a lot. Like we're hanging out, like you and I and, and Joey. Now we're all hanging out. <laughs> this for me. And that's not a form. yeah. And that's the thing. Oops, sorry, sorry. No, no, Joey, go ahead. Go, Joey, go ahead. Oh, no, I said, so we're, we're a Disney podcast, but me, myself, Corey, and our other co-hosts are big movie lovers, too. So, I mean, any this chance, I mean, this, the opportunity for to just talk to you and, uh, re, you know, uh, revisit, you know, some of the stuff in the past and even talk to what's coming up, you know, we're really excited to hear about, so. Well, you know, we are part of Disney in some way. I'm part of Disney because, you know, the next Karate Kid played, played for years and still playing. It's a very big hit on Disney, so. That's our connection, right? I guess, right? That that's what it would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which, yeah, we just we just kind of rewatched that one because it had been years since we had seen it, um, and, and I was, yeah. Corey, me too. Been here. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Twenty six years later, that I'd be getting calls from all over the, the world, uh, fans reaching out to me. Are you going to be on Cobra Kai? You, you, you know, you're my favorite villain. We love you in Brazil. We love you here in Italy. We love you. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I, you know, several, you know, every time I have an interview, I, I always reiterate this this uh, point is that if it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't know that this show existed. Because <laughs> I didn't have Instagram. I didn't know about Cobra Kai. And one day she says to me, honey, you got to watch this show. I'm like, what is it? She goes, Cobra Kai. I'm like, I didn't even know what that <laughs> Actually, because my film didn't deal with Cobra Kai, so I didn't really know. I kind of heard of it, but it wasn't uh, a yeah. that I could relate to. So she goes, it's the Karate Kid. I said, what do you mean? There's no Karate Kid. And then, <laughs> sure enough, I go and I see Ralph and I see Billy. I said, wow. And uh, I said, I better watch at least one or two of these shows and see what's going on. And then uh, I started, it's funny, then I started to get a lot of calls because a lot of the young fans uh, go back and watch one Two, three, mm -hmm. four, all of them, and then they and because to prep them for Cobra Kai, 
So the young girls, the young guys just tell me, you're this villain. I love you here. I, 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 I hate you, but I love you. And, you know, <laughs> and then you have and then you have the age, you know, the older people that saw it, you know, in the 90s that have their 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 opinion. So it's really, really been a great, great ride. So here we are. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, because I remember when the show first got announced. Well, you know, I, I grew up, you know, with the original Karate Kid. Then, uh, you know, three came out when I was in junior high. Your film came out when it was when I was in high school. And so it's like this is a, a, a long chapter of my youth and life. So when the show came out on YouTube, I saw the trailer. I'm like, you know, this is is this a spoof? Then, you know, I watched yeah. a few episodes. Then once they hit Netflix, I finally was able to catch up. I'm like, this is the best show seriously ever and the way they're tying in uh you know just the small stories from all three movies i'm like well you're you're from the the i'll, I'll call it the the pat marita legacy of the films because i know they had the reboot with jackie chan and totally different but i'm like well yeah that's the first thing i thought i'm like they could stick some of these characters from the next karate kid absolutely you know, why, especially with the team up at the end of last season spoiler if you haven't seen cobra kai <laughs> the team up well, now there could be a villain team of possibly. Yeah, you know, it's fascinating because um, they are revisiting all these characters. And and I, and uh, it's just the other day I got an email from one of my fans. I think he was in he's in Brazil, probably. Maybe Brazil. And he sent me the Screen Rant that just came out like two days earlier. He's like, Michael, you're on the cover of Screen Rant. The, you know, me, me and the, uh, the villain from three, Thomas. Silver and he goes you and him and then another guy he goes you, they're asking which one's going to be back and they list but your photos on the thing and I said listen it's conceivable I mean we are in in what I've learned the canon of the Mr Miyagi world which is what they call so mm -hmm. and quite honestly um, I think I think our film is very special in a way that it was a girl and uh, it's I always say this like she was a Me Too before Me Too happened yeah. <laughs> Dealing with a bully like me, and uh, <laughs> and I was a bad, I was a, I was not a nice guy. Um, but I, I, you know, it's funny. Even in the Screen Rant uh, article last week, they had said something about Ned very fascinating. A lot of people have been picking it up, and a lot of fans that Ned, at the end of the movie, ends up following Miyagi. He's the only mm -hmm. character in the universe that actually of the villains that ends up in some way making a, a turn vulnerable because all the other guys are like you're straightforward you know you know going after and, and yeah. I, it was a really interesting interesting uh comment somebody made to me it's like you know that was when you got your balance ned that's when ned got his balance when he when he said to dugan no more he realizes there that you know what this isn't what i want to do this isn't who i am he only got he only was sucked in by Dugan because he was a kid who had lost his father. He was looking for somebody to discipline and he led him down the wrong path. But when you see him and Ned and Hillary, I mean, Ned and Julie fight, you realize that uh, she earns his respect. And mm -hmm. I think that's, that's really where it ends. He, he looks, he, he realized that, wow, this girl's great. She, she says, she earned my respect. What am I doing? He, he, and Dugan's like, Take her out. I'm like, no, I'm not doing. That. That's crazy. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you see Ned have a change, and and uh, and at the end of the movie, he follows Miyagi, and and people have been really, really touching base with that, and really, it's a it's a nuance that I'm very proud of because a lot of a 
of the other villains didn't have that. So um, it's a very fascinating thing to hear all these theories that I hear constantly. It's a, it, it's like every week I hear theories. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And listen, I may never return. That's good too. It's fine. Um, uh, and I wish them well. It's, it's, uh, but, but the fact remains, our cast is incredibly talented. Uh, you got an Academy, two-time Academy Award-winning actress. You have, you know, Pat, myself, Michael Ironside, Walton. We have some great Chris Constance. We have a great cast of actors on top of the movie, just acting as actors. So I think Cobra Kai would be given a, a, a big boost by some intensity and some um, some edge from Ned. And, and, and you know, mm -hmm. because sometimes I think it, it gets a little bit uh, over the top in a way. In, in a lot of ways, like like I was, you know, something that I really find fascinating. The first Karate Kid to me was brilliant. Uh, I always say that that's the film that I referred to when I was cast. And you know, because there's a there's a certain archetype villain and and certain characters fit into their place, you know. And I was this bad boy, you know, and this is what it was. <laughs> and you know, you have to discover and how to find yourself around that. And you know, obviously, I was fighting against a girl, so it was a different circumstance for me, but. The, the the essence of the karate is very spiritual in in the original karate kid and I think in two and then in in in, in with Hillary because I think it's it's more about lessons and, and more about nonviolence in a way it's just if you have to do it you mm -hmm. do it um, that to me is what the karate kid represents and, and Mr. Miyagi, superhero who wasn't violent he, he didn't have to go he defended his honor, but he didn't go looking for trouble, you know, and jump off walls and crack bottles and turn <laughs> over tables. That's not, that's not to me what that beauty, the discipline of the Karate Kid, the original uh, represented. So mm -hmm. why I love Cobra Kai is because I love the fact that they, Mr. Miyagi hangs over the, um, the story always. And he always... He always brings it back down into a balance. And I believe that's the most beautiful part of it. Um, and obviously, Ralph and Billy are great. They're funny because they're kind of lost in this, you know, they're kind of <laughs> around life, which I think is great. Um, but I think Pat is very special. And, 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 and you know, to work with him and to have work with him, uh, it was really an honor. It was, it was really, really a gift and, 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 uh, Something that I treasure, you know, it'll, it'll always be part of my life. Um, but I think that's the thing that, that I want to see more of is like that really getting back to that really spiritual side. And I'm not sure that's what they want to do. It's just something that I feel <laughs> so beautiful about the art form. Um, you know, I remember Hillary working on the kata with the monks, you know, and teaching, and, and, you know, in the first one, Miss Miyagi teaching Daniel lessons without violence just washing the car whatever he's doing so to me it's such it's gorgeous and 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 i think it's a metaphor for for yourself as a human being and and and, and to learn lessons that way um but in the end it's it's uh it's been a really interesting ride and and, and I'm, I'm curious to see what happens next I, I really am so let's hope very cool <laughs> yeah 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 and like you said, he, he does the lessons without like like the wax on, wax off. And they pay homage to that in this one as well <laughs> towards the beginning. <laughs> so yeah. I think that was kind of, yeah. And then obviously they go to the monastery and she does other things there. But yeah, no, it's a, 
yeah, it was awesome. So, and that was one of the questions we had too. You kind of just kind of touched on it with how was it working with Pat Morita, and uh, you already yeah, you answered that. As, I have a, you know, Pat, I have a, I give you one story. I, I remember we, we had to reshoot the ending and I always talk about this, but it's really, really, it's important for young actors to hear and, and for veteran actors to hear because you can really influence a set. You can really help people and young actors that may be insecure. It's their first job or it's a hard moment for them to get to whatever. And I remember we had to reshoot the sequence at the end. And uh, I remember standing on the docks and, uh, you know, and then, reshooting it we were I think we were here in the studios here and, and uh, you know it's that last moment where he gets vulnerable a little bit and, and I did the scene and, and Pat called me over and he's like Mike I'm here and I went over to him he's like listen he goes whatever you're doing don't 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 stop it's great it's beautiful and you know you get that you get that sense of security you get that sense of confidence to go even further and yeah, it's really nice to work with him. He was a leader and, and and someone who really, really set the tone for the set. And he's just so brilliant working, watching him work and learning so much. So, you know, guys, to be, it's what I always say, to be in the greatest franchise, probably not the greatest franchise in movie history, I would assume. Probably, right? One of the greatest. I would think. Hands I, 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 down, yeah. I hate, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, I, it, I guess it is now because, you know, and then to be the star and and the lead bad boy and, 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 you know, in one of them is a pretty, pretty, pretty wonderful thing. And, and, uh, you know, for years I was like, ah, karate kid, uh, whatever, you know, (laughs) you're trying to be an actor. You're trying to be like a serious actor, you know? And I remember being on good morning, New York and like, you're going to be the next action star. I said, no, no, I just want to be an actor. You know, I just want to (laughs) work. But then you realize, you know, as you get older, and I got away from the business for a long time um, and, and, you know, for reasons, whatever, but uh, the karate kid represent the next karate kid represents for me is like a turning point in my life. Like, like it represents a really bad time when I lost my mom and my dad and I was struggling kind of lost, you know what I mean? Lost and confused. Mm-hmm. And if you ever lost anybody, you know what I mean? And then also, yeah, yeah. and then, Getting the job was like the highest of highs you could ever have to be this young guy in the you know one of the biggest franchises in the world and be like wow and to have money in your pocket and to be working on a beautiful screen you know on a set you know so it kind of it's like it's what I always say it's like these scales that are balanced like you know it's bad and then all of a sudden it kind of pulled it up and and uh, so whenever I talk about it and I talk to you guys and and a lot of the guys that I uh, interview with it's uh, brings back a lot of warm memories for me and makes me very nostalgic and, and it makes me smile. Sometimes I get emotional, but I, I can't tell you how grateful I am to be here with you guys right now, to talk with you about it, to share these experiences and to be part of that franchise is an honor for me and a privilege. And, and uh, I try to represent it in my own way, in a very respectful manner when I talk to fans and I talk to people because sometimes I feel like actors or personalities or people in in, in 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 the industry they forget that they're only people you know what I mean <laughs> like we're people <laughs> and I think sometimes they think above the situation and they think I like to talk to you guys like you're my friends like I know you for 30 years because me that's how I am as a person and that's how I talk, treat to my fans and and when they write me I talk to them honestly and we talk and we laugh and I have a great dialogue it's incredible 
you know, the stuff that they do and the, they write, you know, letters to me and they, and they, and they paint pictures and sketches and, <laughs> you know, they I had this one fan who's very special. He wrote a whole big backstory on Ned that's brilliant that they should use in the, in one of these shows because it's, I'm like, this guy should be a screenwriter. <laughs> They're so invested in me. And, you know, not for me, honestly, to be honest with you. I mean, I would, I would, I would be disappointed in a way, but for them, like, I, I want to represent them. If Ned gets on the show, it's representing a, a chunk of people that really want to see what he brings to the mat and what he brings to the, to the, to the, to the Cobra Kai. And, and, and you know, listen, let's be honest. If you guys had me to fight one of them, who would it be? Uh, come, on, come on, come <laughs> on. I I would probably probably pick. I was gonna say I'd probably pick uh what's his name for uh uh Bobby because he was a nice one. <laughs> he would have kicked my butt as much. Who? <laughs> was it was it Bobby from the the one that uh, I don't know who that I can't remember. <laughs> He's been, okay, so so Corey, you have uh, you have I don't know who Bobby is. Uh, I don't know who that is. Are you talking about from like uh, the Cobra Kai or just quite a kid in general? Cobra Kai. Any of those characters that are on the show or are going to be on the show this year? Who would you who would you say? Because people ask me, so I ask you guys. Yeah. I I would go yeah da- Daniel Daniel son. Really? Yeah, yeah. Just because you know it's like he's already like, I guess he's earned it because he's already you know so. I, yeah, probably him. You know, because you know, Mister Mister Miyagi <laughs> trained him. So, um, yeah, why not? All right, Joe, are you still thinking about that one, right? A little bit. <laughs> and, and you're coming up with a different answer. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just. Now I'm thinking if I, I would take on one of the new kids. <laughs> How interesting that so. What I, what I've been told, and again, this is all theory and. People write it, and you know, or the papers write it. A few theories was that uh, Ned ends up going with Miyagi, ends up help, you know, coming back and helping Julie against the other side, which I find very fascinating. Like he's work, she's working with Daniel, and then she needs help, and then he he shows up, and then Dugan, and then yeah. Dugan shows up on the other side, and and now it's us against them, pretty much that whole crew against our crew. That was one of the things that I thought was really cool. And then another one was like he becomes he goes with Crease, but I like to fight Crease. I don't want to be with Crease. I want to fight any of those guys. Yeah, anytime. No, I was just, and I was just thinking what you said about the fan with the backstory. I mean, that's one thing that the show has done really good is they they've brought this little really good backstory to Johnny and other characters, but then they kind of show how the people that are bullied kind of in ways become the bully and how how you kind of deal with that transition, right? At a yeah, at a young age, and with your character Ned, I mean, like you said, that was the first uh, Karate Kid villain that actually had a slight redemption. Exactly. Uh, either, either you you know you kind of noticed it at the first time, or you didn't. But I noticed it on the rewatch, and that would be a great, uh, like you said, a great story to revisit. I think and see where that went. Like, yeah. you know how how far did Ned, you know, did he befriend uh, Jewel at the end? You know, did he become a a student of Miyagi. Yeah, you don't know? you think that people sometimes, when they're younger, you get into you know spats and you fight or whatever, and all of a sudden you, you know, later you become friends and things change. Life life changes. You grow, 
And I think yeah. they became friendly and not that they're going to, you know, people said they got, they end up being together or whatever, but they're friends. And I think that they learned, they had a similar interest. And, and I think Miyagi was a similar interest and that brought them together. No matter what, you know, the funny thing about this is no matter what, Miyagi is in the middle of it because Miyagi represents the heart and we're the veins of, of the heart and we're kind of connected. So all that could yeah. be, any way they want to write it, they can write it. Um, it, it the backstory is the backstory. They can create anything they want. Um, so I know I'm not going to be on season four. I already assumed that because I never heard anything. And who knows if I'll be in season five, maybe season 12. I don't know. The point is, <laughs> it, isn't, it isn't about that. It's about it would be really fun, more fun to be with all the characters, like like the Marvel Universe does it. All the characters together, like in one room, maybe at Mr. Miyagi's funeral or at a party honoring Mr. Miyagi or something. And we see all the characters that have ever been in the Karate Kid up until next grade. All those characters together intermingling. That to me yeah. is classic. It doesn't have to be a huge scene. Just just what it represents the world. And and and. Uh, but if it doesn't happen, you know, guys, we move on. And there's one thing they can't take away is that you are the star of the movie that was, you know gonna be historic forever so it doesn't matter so in that in that respect i always say i'm, I'm grateful and i'm humble and, and and uh i'm honored to be part of it and and uh to be able to talk to guys like you to argue about who i'm gonna fight is great <laughs> yeah. joey i'm coming at you joey. and then um no uh, no yeah you, and you touched on it earlier about like coming and joining us and 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 talking to your your fans and stuff and we are big on always trying to re, uh interact with our listeners and our fans and uh, they have something to say. We like to read it on the air. We're we're trying to get everyone involved, and uh, right. we're we're nothing without them. Is that's kind of how I feel about it, and you know, so I I say that all the time. Where would I be without guys like you? Where would I be without fans? You know, even when I was out of the business, and I was for about 10, 12 years, you know, I'd be in Italy, I'd be in Europe. People would would know who I am. I'm in L.A. Uh, you're the guy from. They would look at me like you know, <laughs> you know. Oh, you're that guy. Yeah. <laughs> You be the pillory yeah. swing. <laughs> I often get that question, Joey. They ask me that question. How does it feel to get your ass kicked by a girl? I said, listen, that's what I always say. She won two Academy Awards. I got paid a lot of money, and I'm in the biggest franchise in the world. It's pretty good, right? I'll take yeah. it. What are you doing today is what I say. What are you doing today? So um, Here's your coffee, exactly. sir. <laughs> exactly. So, so – you know, it's one, one of the guys said to me, it was really great, because you're always going to be connected with Hillary in a way, because Hillary is a two-time cat. I never thought of it like that. You know, I ne- we, what did we know? We were kids trying to get through, like, this poor girl had the, the whole franchise on her shoulders. It was very difficult for her, but she handled it with class and dignity, and she was wonderful and graceful and talented. But did you know she was going to win two Academy Awards? No. So who... who no. You know, how do we know this? So now you look back and you're connected for the rest of your life with this, this thing. You yeah. and Hillary pictures. It's, it's, it's pretty, I'm very proud of her, man. I, I, you know, we haven't talked in years. I, I, you know, I just see how, how great she's done. I'm very proud of her. She's become a strong woman and a leader. And I think this was the beginning of it. Me too. She was strong here in this little movie and she became strong as a leader and, and, and very, very vocal about women's rights. And it's pretty impressive, actually. Pretty impressive. So I wish that. Yeah, like about 
like five, ten years ahead of the game, you know, before a lot of a lot of uh, reboots were kind of switching to uh, women-led roles, especially in action and, you know, this high drama, she was a, a big trendsetter. Yeah, I just to say, sure. I say, well, our movie transcends a lot of movies because it's so, it's different than, like, three to me was three. Um, one and two were fantastic. One was great. I just felt like the reboot with a girl was really special. And a lot of people sometimes, you know, oh, it's 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 a girl. It's not Daniel. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi is the heart of the of the piece. And and I think that uh, if it if it had if it, if there was never like a one, two, and three, and there was just this other movement by itself, it would, people would look at it differently. They always try to compare things. It's very hard. It's like the Godfather mm-hmm. three. And Godfather One, you can't compare it. It's a different experience. Some people love the Godfather Three. Some people hate it. You know, but I'm finding, which is very interesting to me, is that now fans are rallying around it a lot. It's like, are they bringing Hillary back? We love Ned. Bring Ned back. Before it was like, ah, you know, there's still the naysayers out there. Oh, it doesn't belong. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. If you're right to your opinion, I don't have to agree with it, but I, you have a right to your opinion. The only thing I ask fans is to be respectful because it's more about we, you know, the, the artists and the, and, the, and the musicians. They work hard, and the actors to, to try to do the best they can. Sometimes it's not exactly the way you see it, the fans, but they do. So respect that part of it. You don't have to like the movie, but just respect it. So it's really wonderful because their opinions are really smart, and sometimes they're like, you know, whatever they don't they they don't like it or they love it, but I find. I find a lot of the fans now like fighting for Ned and fighting for, for Julian, <laughs> you know, you know, and defending, you know, Michael and he's great and he's the best person, you know, because they realize we're human beings, man. We're just, we're just, you know, trying to do our best. And, and, uh, but it's found, it's got like a cult following. It's crazy. It's like everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's like, I just got a call this morning from a lady in, in Spain, you know, she wrote to me. She was, my daughter loves you. It's in the movie. We're watching it right now. Because they don't. A lot of the countries don't have it yet. They're slowly getting it. They've only had the, th- I think, up to three. Now they're getting it to four. And you know, people. Nice. Yeah, you know, I spoke to a guy in, in uh, India the other day. He was like, wow, wow. You know, we had great <laughs> conversations. So it's touching a lot of people. So. Well, that's cool. And I just, when you're talking about a way to bring back like certain characters, I was just thinking because the. the um... Uh, the show's been really good on fan service uh, with with the three seasons. And I was just thinking, you know, Miyagi was a war hero. So it'd be cool if they did an episode where they kind of did a special honor for him. And then that ties in everybody kind of like in a big fish kind of deal at the end where everybody that he touched from all four movies would be able to show up. And that didn't, you know. I don't want to I don't want to say it because it's me. I don't want to say it because it's our our movie, but I think it would it deserves it. Even if mm-hmm. not, it wasn't the, the highest grossing film. I think you need to visit it a little bit. And maybe it'll just be Hillary. But then, you know, it would be great. But, I mean, Hillary goes with the bad guy or goes with whoever, you know. So <laughs> maybe he comes, maybe he doesn't. It, it, whatever that is, it's, it's, if they give that ode to that movie, then I'll be very happy. And if I'm not involved, it's fine. You know, you move on. I think it's deserved. For sure, it, it it has its place in uh, not not just the movie history, but even the Karate Kid fandom. Yeah. I mean, the fans are there, oh, yeah. and the show's doing a lot of fan service. So I think it'd be cool to see you, Hillary, 
uh, was the guy that played even was his name Eric? I, I think. Uh, yeah, and, Chris. Uh, and of course, and, and have Walton Walton Goggins show up. <laughs> on, you yeah. know, Cobra Kai. That'd be awesome. Yeah, all of us, all of us showing up. It would be just, just yeah, an appearance. You know, it would be fun. It would be a fun one episode kind of nostalgic look at whatever. And uh, but we'll see. You know, like I said, guys, it's all about they can do what they wish. They can write whatever they want. Um, I never thought this was going to happen. I never, you know, I was on to other things, as you know, and and uh, never thought that I'd be talking about this movie almost daily with people from all over the world. So I did this 20 years ago, you know, 20, whatever, 25 years ago, going on press tours and this and that. I thought, that's it. You know, it's over. But I guess in films, it's never over because they always revisit them and they always... Uh, People like to reach back to their childhood, their youth, and, and you know, to hear people say, you know, you're my hero, and, and or, or like guys saying, you know, I, I, you know, I wanted to look like you, you know, you, your body, you worked out, you're in great shape. I had guys like I dressed dressed like the alpha lead. I'm like, really, this is great. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, let's check this shirt out. Look at, you know, you, you know, one guy in Italy goes, Michael, I worked out because I wanted to be, you know, to look like you physically. You had a great body. I was like, wow. And I become friends with these guys. I'm so honored to hear that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing that you can touch somebody like that. That's why I say actors have a lot of power and the way you talk to people and the way you hear people and the way you look at people is is, is pure. You can't be somebody who who's looking at it for just narcissistic, uh, you know, for yourself. You need to realize that you're touching people and you're an example. And I really, really pride myself on that. I really... I enjoy it. I enjoy giving a, 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 a vote of confidence or a little advice to somebody who's feeling down or, or, or somebody asked me a question. What about this? I love that. That's that's part of being somebody who's gone through it. And and, and uh, I'm thrilled to do that for my fans. So, yeah. Yeah, it definitely shows. Yeah, Very like cool. Listening to you on the other, other show, it just showed, man. It's, it's like three friends just, you know, getting together after a few years and just talking. I'm like, oh, man. I, that's why I was so inspired. I love that, you know. Oh. Thank you so much, Corey. Joey, Joey's uh, still still thinking about who I'm going to fight, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he does, Joey doesn't want to say anything bad because he doesn't want to insult anybody coming through the next the next train, right, Joey? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm coming, just, Joey. I'm I coming after you, Joey. I, Joey, I, I, <laughs> no, please don't. I'm not in Sacramento. That'll be the the follow up, the follow up one. <laughs> um. I think I think a, a good fight. I, I forget his name, but the um, um, ah, Michael Ironside's character. Ah, Dugan, Dugan, <laughs> Dugan. Dugan, yeah, yes. that would be that would be a good one. I, I was going to call him Jasper, but that's a different yeah, movie. Yeah, that's a different movie. <laughs> that's funny. You guys are funny. <laughs> but um, I'm I I could talk about you know. I, movies in the past and, and stuff all the time but what, I'm, I'm really interested to hear what you got going on you got a new project uh, yeah. that, that just popped yeah. up my, uh, my film Ritornato uh, is based on a true story I'm very proud of it uh, we won we won a grant from the National Italian American Federation Foundation excuse me uh, who who is uh, the Russo brothers who did all the Marvel movies they're behind that so yeah oh, so uh, man that was a I was such a proud moment, and I, you know, I never wrote before, I never directed before. I tried to be a good actor, you know, here and there. But um, <laughs> so, you know, as I said to you earlier, I lost, you know, both my parents, and I lost my sister, and I was just really struggling. So I got out of the business for a while, and, and uh, 
And I remember just saying, you know what? I need to go back to something that makes me feel warm or feel like, you know, close to something. So I was very close to my grandfather. So I asked my fiance, who's my wife now, Maria, I said, let's go back to grandpa's town in, in uh, Sicily. So I, I made a journey to Lima, Sicily, a small town where he grew up and left to come to America after. And uh, I remember taking that journey and, 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 and uh, you know, going from this beautiful resort town and then driving up to this, driving up the mountains of this winding dirt road, all of a sudden landing at the sign saying Lima. And, and I just broke down in tears. I was like, oh, my Lord. I said, I'm here, Grandpa. I made it. I made it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't realize the feelings you have until you experience that moment, like that moment of feeling like you're actually your roots and where you belong and who you are. And um, I never forget that day. So, you know, we went to the municipal building. I had a driver with me and, and uh, he, he took me into the municipal building and we, we asked around and, and they heard my name and, and the ladies getting on the phone. Da, da, da. And then all of a sudden a guy shows up to in, the, in, the, in the building. He's like, who's Alabrandi? And I said, me. He goes, come with me. So I walked over to a cafe with him, like 50 feet across the road. You know, it's right there. a small town of 700 people. And um, there was an old man sitting in the cafe. I was sitting in the door. I was standing in the doorway and I see him. And he's got glasses. He's got holding a cane, but he's crying. I'm like, and I'm in my head. I'm looking at him, talking to myself. I'm like, why is he crying? Why is he crying? So then we sit down and I don't speak fluent Sicilian. So my Vincent, my driver, is translating this conversation. And the old man's kneeling over to the other guy who came into the municipal building and brought me over. Like they're talking, they're trying to tell me what they're saying. I'm like, guys, I don't, can you speak English, please? So he was able to speak broken English, this, the guy who came into the municipal building. And he struggled to explain it to me. And I'm like, wait a minute, that that's, can't be true. Anyway, long story short, um, I left that day and I was like really blown away by that experience and blown away by finding out something I never knew. And uh, I went back several years in a row. And uh, I remember I was at the cemetery visiting the lineage of my family. And we're up, you know, the, the town is about 700, 800 meters up, pretty high up. And um, I looked to the side, I was like, wow, it just is a beautiful view. I said, this has to be a movie. So, so I started to write and uh, you know, write about my grandfather, write about my experiences, write about, and I, and I ended up writing a full length screenplay about New York and, and, and then intermingling it with Sicily. And, and, but I said to myself, how am I going to do this? I can't, where am I going to get the money to shoot this movie? So I started to submit it and I submitted it to the National Italian American Foundation and I won this grant for the Russo brothers. <clears throat> so I was going to spend my own money and try to shoot just a portion of it, right? Like this, like there's about a 40 page thing that I shot but I was going to use my own money. We were going to shoot it in September. And then when I won the award, I had to be done by September. So I had to push everything forward. And, you know, when you're dealing with people in Sicily, they don't really uh, want to work that hard. They're not that, you know, aggressive. So you have to get them up early and it's nobody speaks English. And I'm dealing with a crew that doesn't speak English anyway. So we end up shooting it in four and a half days. Wow. Um, and uh, it was the greatest experience of my life. Um, they're great people in Limina and Santa Teresa and uh, all over Sicily and uh, <clears throat> came back and, and um, cut it together. And I won several awards. That's the first time I touched the sign. 
you know, we won the World Fest in Houston. We won, we got to Montreal. I got nominated for Best Director from the Short Film Fest in London and uh, won a film, film festival in New York. So it changed my life, man. It really brought me back to a place where, wow, just wanting to be an artist again and being, being uh, representing in a way my culture and who I am uh, and how proud I am of being from that place. Uh, and also it helped heal some of the wounds that I had with my mother the loss and my grandfather. So now it's like I have a different perspective and, 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 and going back there really, really gave me a sense of, of belonging and a new family. So it's really been a really, really great, great um, experience. Um, we're going to be showing this in the next four to six weeks uh, to be able to uh, virtually uh, screen it from retornatothemovie.com. And you guys can visit me at Ritonato underscore the underscore movie underscore on my Instagram or reach out for Facebook. But we're going to do that there. And it's, uh, you know, listen, it's a personal story. It's not a martial arts movie. It's not, I'm not kicking anybody. I'm not beating anybody up. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, if anybody's lost, I think Corey had mentioned he had lost somebody or, and I don't know if you have Joey, somebody that you're close to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, yeah. it's hard to uh, get over it. It's hard to like get past it. And, and, it sometimes feels surreal. Like, did it, did they even exist in a way? And 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 um, for me, this is a big healing uh, process. And to to be able to accomplish it and to honor my my mom and my grandfather in a very personal story, it's kind of scary in a way. <laughs> because you know, you you put yourself out there, and you, and you and you know, you, you're raw. It's like an honest thing. It's not like you're hiding behind. It's, this is what it is. And, and, and uh, I think it's a very brave, bold uh, shot at trying to be honest and, and, and to show something that you love. And, and uh, you know, I hope people uh, like it. I hope they get something from it. If they get a moment from it that makes them think, hey, I can relate to that or, or hey, that really, really makes me think, then I did my job. You know, so so that's all that's all I did it for. It's not about the money. It's not about the fans. It's not about anything like that. It's just a personal approach to filmmaking. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm doing more films like that. I've been writing. I have several more scripts that are ready to go. Um, so I'm hoping to get back there whenever this crazy pandemic ends, which may not be three years. But uh, <laughs> so that's where it's been for me, you know, leaving the business and then getting back in because of this film. Uh, it really, you know, it's what I always say to young artists. What can we do? I said, well, you know what you could do is you can write, you can make your own movies because then you're in control of some sense of what you're able to do. When you're an actor, auditioning is very difficult. You know, mm-hmm. 99.9% of the time you don't get the job. Most of the time you don't get the job. And there's so many people trying to get the job. So try to do things that you can do and you can control to keep you ready for that opportunity that might happen if you get a great audition and you're, and, and it's your time, you know? So those are some of the unbelievable things that I talk about with some of these young fans and, and or young actors. And it's been really great how they've responded and they're so supportive. It's really interesting guys. Now that the next Karate Kid, Cobra Kai and Arito Nato is kind of all at the same time. It's weird. It's like all the fans are kind of combining from the next Karate Kid, Rito Nato, Cause I have a whole community of people that want to see that. And it's kind of all one, intermingling at this time in my life the timing has been incredibly uh what's the word uh, i don't know serendipitous maybe it's just like it came, it came at this incredible time and it's like why 
why? Yeah. You know, why now? But I guess it's not really the why. It's like, you know, you worked at it and you put yourself in a position to have success. So, and I tell all my fans and I tell people all the time, guys, work at your craft because there'll be a time when all that practice and all that, those times that you are writing or working out or running or whatever you do is going to come where it's going to come to fruition. And you're going to meet that, that moment that you're going to make it happen. So, um, Wow, that's great. Yeah, it's uh, it happened with Karate Kid when I got that. It's happening with Ritonato, and I hope it continues to happen because we. I'm about. I, I want good things for people, man. I, you know, it's like I've been through. I've been through tough times, and 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 uh, I always go back to. It's like you treat people with respect. You treat your fans with respect. You treat people around you with respect, and it's not about me. It's about them and us and and what we represent. As as uh, it's kind of like a team, because I I don't have anybody to watch something if I don't have fans, and I don't have anybody to you know, <laughs> right. help inspire me, you know, if I don't have friends. So it's just that's that's what this is, and and I I hope that people realize this because uh, you lift us up, you guys, the the interviewers and the, and the fans and the people out there with the kind words. Because you know when somebody says a kind word and I read it, it's really beautiful. And I hope they get the same thing when I write back to them and say, hey, man, you're awesome. Like sometimes I see, like on Instagram, sometimes I see like these young young girls, maybe five years old, and they're kicking the the, the, the bag or whatever. And it's, and it's the next Karate Kid thing. And I'm like, that's, and I write to them, like, you're amazing. And all of a sudden they realize who it is. Like, oh my God, it's, it's Ben Randall. And then, you know, we'll write back and forth and their parents will talk to me. I said, listen, you know what? That's incredible. What you're doing is a gift. And and if I can help push that along in any way, I'm thrilled, man, and I'm honored. So, awesome. yeah, it's a great place to be, guys. Really, I'm happy to be me. I'm very, very happy. Yeah, yeah, that that is awesome. And um, like you said, you're you're doing this for kind of yourself, but then like hope you get that response. That's, I guess, in a way we can relate because we do the we do this show for ourselves because we love Disneyland. We want to talk about it all the time. And then we do help people get through as well. Like they get their fix if they can't go. And obviously with the pandemic, they get that fix too because they just nobody can go, at least to Disneyland. I, that's what our, our show is. But um, And we're helping others as well at the same time as helping ourselves. So it tur- that's what it turns into. You guys, are, you guys are bringing happiness, you know, because, you know, I have a friend of mine who does a ta- Attraction Faction. Do you know that what, uh, the podcast? I No, I don't. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. I think I've heard yeah, he's a good of friend it. of mine. He does a lot of stuff with Disney. Anyway, you know, we talk about that a lot because he's a younger guy. And he goes, I go there because he lost his father. And he goes, I go to Disney because that's where I used to go with my dad. And and I thought that was really fascinating. It's like you go to a place where you feel comfortable. You feel at home. And for me, it was Sicily. For him, it's Disney. And, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. probably feel that same with their kids when they go back with their kids because they probably went with their parents. You know what I mean? So that's the place. And what you guys are bringing is that you're bringing it to life to people. And that's an amazing, amazing, talking through those microphones, people hear it, they get excited about it. So you're doing wonderful things. And I must say, I have fond memories of Disney. I'll put this in because I know what we were going to talk about. <laughs> so I went to the Disney in Florida. Now, is that Disney World? Okay. Yes. So I remember one of the greatest memories when we stayed at po- Polynesian Village. Man. <laughs> that was that was like being in another country at the time because it was new. I must have went in like 1980, 
maybe a long time. <laughs> and it was just building all that stuff. And I remember they also just built the one monorail that went through the park that was like around. The time. Yeah. I was like, this is, I remember as a kid, we used to drive. We're in the future. Exactly, right? <laughs> we used to drive from New York. We'd get in a car and drive to Florida. We used to stop at South and Border, South Carolina, and then drive on to Florida. That was our vacation. And then we'd go. And then I remember one year we went to Disney World. And that was an incredible experience. And I'm not, a, just so you know, guys, I'll give you a couple of stories because I'm not, I'm scared of heights. I think we might have, I don't know if yeah, you're scared yeah. but yeah. I don't do heights well. So, <laughs> In Disney, here's my deal. I can be inside something and locked in and it's closed off. I can handle it. But when you got me outside and like, like, uh, like I don't know if they have a first wheel, but any of those rides that have you outside exposed, it not happens. So I remember two stories. One of the Sopranos. I remember I got hired to play a landscaper. So they brought me to the house and, and I thought I'd be, you know, pruning the tree in the front yard. He goes, no, no, we're, we're doing this. And, and I look up, it's a 50-foot tree. And he goes, you got to go up in the tree. I'm like, I, I'm not going up in the tree. I'm scared to death. So I end up, I had a stunt guy, and we had to go up in the tree, and I had to get up in the tree. And make a long story short, I figured out a way where I can lean on the bark of a tree and kind of feel like I'm, I'm safe instead of hanging off the tree. So I got the saw, and I got the glasses, and I got to put the saw on, and I got to do this dialogue. So we, we get ready to do a rehearsal. And rehearsing, and I start going, and I start talking, and the director goes, cut, Mike, what are you doing? You got to hang off the tree. I'm like, hang off the tree? So <laughs> anyway, long story short, it was lunchtime. I go into my trailer, and I'm petrified, guys. I'm like biting my fingernails. I'm like, how am I going to do this? And I got like 500 people outside, fans and all the crew. I said, I got to do this, I, I, or I'm going to get fired. So I said, I'm just going to try to do this in one take. So I went back out there. Boom. One take, done. Got it. I hung off the tree, had the saw, did the scene, boom. <laughs> but before that, Karate Kid, the next Karate Kid, we were in Boston shooting in Tufts University. And, you, and I think you guys probably remember the bungee scene jump, right? Yeah, I was just about to ask <laughs> you about that. <laughs> so let, me, let me tell you, Joey, about that. So I didn't realize the extent of my fear. So now I'm the leader of the crew and I got to go up first. And there was like this trestle that goes like the ceiling's above. And then there's a trestle that kind of rises like a curves along the top of the ceiling. And, I, and you got to climb up. it. So we started to go up and all of a sudden I looked down and I panicked. <laughs> and I hung on to the metal poles and I'm like, I can't go any further. And like, what do you mean? I said, I can't go. You got to get, you got to get me down. I'm holding on. You might be good. I'm not going. Anyway, they had to get me down. Right. And then we had to shoot it like from halfway up. And I'll never forget, man. I was like, I felt I was so embarrassed. So cutting back to Disney is when I always want to go with my wife. I said, honey, you go on the rides. I'll watch. So she goes on everything. <laughs> and I sit by and I watch. And she waves. Nice. <laughs> She's going crazy. Like we go to we go to like the Italy. She hangs off the, like the piazzas, the buildings, and all like the the, ter the the big towers. I'm like you're nuts. She climbs up the bell tower. You can if you ever meet her. I never go off the ground. I stay in the ground like this. So bringing back my stuff to Disney. Uh, it, it's always funny when when the young kids go on these rides. I'm like you're crazy, man. You're nuts. How do you do this? How do you go? But 
we were, you know, Karate Kid was on Disney for a long time. I mean, yeah. it's like even more on Disney than anything, you know. So crazy times, guys. I don't know how you do. You going to rise there a lot, or? or... Oh, I do everything. Every <laughs> single one, yeah. But but one of the nice things too, uh, kind of going to your stories. One of the best things to do at any Disney park is people watch and just enjoy the atmosphere. So that's okay. You can yeah, do that. Go, you know, I was once at the parade. I think it was a wow. That was beautiful, and I hope that we get back to that soon, guys. Because you know that's a big, big. It's inspirational. It's a big, big thing for California, and, and uh, brings people together. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a very warm place. Um, hopefully, we get to through this pandemic soon, because uh, I think we're all getting a little crazy. Yes. But. <laughs> Not that we're not crazy already. Crazy not that we're not crazy already, right? <laughs> but yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Corey, what else we got? Um, that you kind of touched on. It. I was going to talk about the Sopranos because my wife was actually she's rewatching them even before I even talked to you. She's rewatching all of them. And, I like uh, your wife. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think she's in <laughs> one of the greatest shows. Yeah, ever. yeah. That uh, was an amazing experience. That was crazy experience. And you know, yeah, I ended I mean, up working on. I end up working with. Uh, <clears throat> Michael Imperioli in a movie before that we worked together in a movie called Last Man Standing for like six months in Texas with Christopher Walken and Bruce Dern and I remember when he got the audition and I was like what is this he goes ah, I'm auditioning for this show boom the next year he's on the show it's like the greatest movie of, you know, show of all time so it was great working on that it was great uh, being involved with the Robert Loggia was on it with me what a wonderful act and, and Paulie Walnut so I had, a, I had a fun time it was fun we had a really really fun time it's actually they say one of the funniest scenes in, in Soprano uh, lore is that scene falling off the tree. You know, it's 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 been memed all over the place. So it's hilarious. It's never people see me at the airport. You're the guy from the tree. Said, yeah, I'm the guy from the tree. So uh, I got to do my rewatch. I, I, I usually do rewatches on certain shows that I, that I you know love, and uh, Sopranos was one of those I'd watch every you know like uh, run through the series every couple years. So I, I'm about due for that it's one. It's very funny. It's very funny. Some of the scenes are hilarious, and some of them are really great. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and we haven't gotten to that one. Well, she hasn't gotten to that one yet. I think it's season. She's in season four, so I don't know if it's if it's just after that or four or five. I don't know. I, I think so. You'll know it when you see it. You'll see it. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that uh, long, but it's fun. Look out! Look how scared he looks. Exactly. <laughs> now you guys know the backstory, right? You know. What the... <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, we did have a, a question from somebody. It was kind of like uh, you, you mentioned all these other actors, like uh, working with you know several different actors like who inspired you the most or who was like I guess I, I, my question would be who was the best person to like kind of work with or um, I don't know if you could answer that but um, would be, uh, uh, in, in all of my movies or, or TV shows movies yeah like who like who has inspired you I guess the most I guess we'll go with that question first um, inspired me the most as an actor or wanting to be an actor in the movie that I'm in I guess I guess as an actor, and then um, you said you, you're a writer too. So like, uh, I know some of, a lot of these actors too are also writers. And yeah, yeah, you know, you know, one of the actors that I thought was always, uh, you know, for me, early on as an actor in my career, you know, I, I looked at Brando. I was like, wow, he's 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 off the charts. You know, what I mean, he's, he's there's nobody. There's when he came around, there was nobody like that. You know what I mean? So when you see some of his early work, you're like, this guy is raw. He's strong. He's handsome. He's not afraid to take chances, so he was a he was a big big uh, influence. And I love Al Pacino, of course, because we're both Sicilian American, and he came from nowhere. <laughs> and uh, actually, my town Lima is 
maybe about 12 minutes away from where they shot The Godfather, Sabaka, and where I shot my movie is partly where they shot The Godfather. So we're like in oh, Kinto. Yeah, um, yeah I, I would say Al Pacino and and and, uh, and Marlon Brando because I just think that they've influenced generations, you know. And, and I think that uh, Al, for me, was like a guy who is an unexpected, unexpected star who, who nobody really wanted to cast and he kept coming back and, and I remember hearing one of his speeches uh, I think when he won the Academy Award he said you know if I could do it a kid from the South Bronx you could do it and I always thought that was fascinating and he's a humble guy and he you know he does his theater and he does his work and uh, he's a he's really brilliant I mean uh, the early stuff is incredible um, you know as a writer it's funny, you know, I watch a lot of older films and I'm getting a different palette now than I did uh, before, you know, as now that I'm writing, I, I watch a lot of old cinema, a lot of uh, Criterion films, the Janus Collection, and, and you know, I, I, one of my favorite films of all time is Cinema Paradiso, which I love, the European film, one of my favorites, and um, some of the old film, like the film noirs that we never really knew about you know, that I never really knew. And I start watching them and, and it's like, wow, these films are brilliant and they're simple and they're done, you know, black and white or whatever. So the stories, um, I really like, uh, I really like Sidney Lumet um, a lot. Uh, he's a New York director, passed away. Uh, uh, you know, uh, he was a big influence as far as his directing style and, and realism and, uh, and uh, Vittorio De Sica, who's who's a, a an Italian director, he did everything called neo-realistic filmmaking, which is how I did my film. You know, also Coppola. You know, uh, obviously he, he was. I, I tell you, my first audition in life was for Godfather Three. My first audition ever, and I remember. Uh -huh. And I remember I was this actor who didn't know anything about anything, and I was going to acting class. And uh, I remember I had this small manager, and he says, "You have an audition." I said, "For what?" He goes. For Godfather Three, I'm like, what? He goes, they love your picture. You, 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 you're not. You, there's no script, but there's. There, you're gonna read from a play called Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. And I said, okay. So I was, I was actually practicing that play actually in the in the class, which was funny. But I didn't know what the hell I was doing anyway. I just didn't understand acting. <laughs> and I remember, I remember uh, going in to meet the casting director. He was a big casting director uh, during the time, and I remember, you know, reading the scene and he's like do it again and I read it again he goes no no you do it again and I kept reading it with him and he goes listen you're going to come back next week I'm going to work with you because I had the look that they were looking for I had what they wanted physically so he brought me back a week later and uh, I worked with him again and I you know I got a little bit better but I wasn't there yet then he worked with me more and then he says okay I'm going to bring you back so then I, I went in and I met Francis Ford Coppola <clears throat> and I was like wow yeah, I was like, I was, <laughs> so I'm sitting there and, I, and I'm like, you know, and I, and I do the meeting and I was horrible, horrible. <clears throat> I don't even think I, I think I mumbled the words out and I just like was sweating and <clears throat> I walked away. I said, wow, this is the, you know, and I left feeling like I'm never going to work in this business again, you know. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> 20 years later, 20 years later, after I had been to Sicily, I had visited the towns and found my family and all this stuff. And I visited the sets of Godfather 2 and I knew everything about it. I knew about Francis more. I get a call to go in and meet him again. I said, I'm not going to fail on this thing. I'm, I'm, so I was all excited. I get dressed. I go in. 
So I remember going to Paramount and I'm sitting in the hallway. I'm actually standing in the hallway and I look at the door and the sign is probably like this big, his name. But for me, it was like going, wah, wah. It was this big flashing sign, you know what I mean? I was like, oh my God, I'm getting nervous again. So I go in and I remember Francis was sitting in the corner of the room and I was talking to the producer and we're talking and it was no, it was no script. It was just a conversation. And because he didn't have a script, it was something experimental that he was working on. So, uh, and I said to him, I said, well, excuse me, Mr. Copa, I said, I don't know if you remember me, but, you know, I auditioned for you, but that, that many years ago. And he goes, no, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, you know, I went into Savica and I know where you shot the film. He was on oh, very good. I said, you're from Basilicata? He goes, yes, I am. And it was like this whole thing where he's just like, you know, I don't exist. So not that he was being rude, just that it was just, well, he didn't remember, you know, so. I remember leaving there saying, man, got to meet one of my biggest heroes and, and uh, he doesn't even know who I am. and doesn't remember a thing. But uh, so I would say those and, and, and those kind of movies and those kind of people. And, and uh, but honestly, my biggest hero is my grandfather and my mother because they inspired my life right. and my dad in, in a lot of ways and, and helped me to be able to be creative and be able to sh use the tools of loss and emotions in the right way, as opposed to using them in a place of destructive behavior and funneling your, your, uh, your, your, your emotions in a positive way and using that to create right. Cause I didn't know I had any talent to be honest with you writing and maybe I don't. And, but the one thing I do have, and my wife always says that she goes, you have a way of getting it on the paper. And sometimes it's this visceral, transformation of it goes from your heart to the paper so i don't think about it anymore so it's it's honest and i write it it may not be structurally right it might be all but it's it's real so you know as actors those people i look up but as people those three other people are just my life and my heart and my soul and and uh i've been given a gift and the gift is great memories uh a great wife my wife is tremendous Who's who's a, who's also in Ritonato and is fantastic in it. And uh, guys, when you meet somebody and Corey, you know, I don't know Joe if you're married or not, but when you when you're alone, you have success. But when you have somebody else with you that is there with you and helps you build, and you can do a lot more with two people than you can do with one. And for years, I was always by myself trying to get up the hill. And then when you when you find your partner in life it really takes you to a different level because if they allow you to be who you want to be, then you can flourish. And, and so these years have been fantastic. You know, the last five or six years of uh, being an artist and being a writer and, and uh, being available and, and to be able to chat with you guys. It really, really, uh, it really uh, shines a light on, on how, how lucky I am uh, to be in the position I'm in. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I could have sat there and tell you how miserable I am and how terrible this has been in my life and cry about this, that, that. But we all can do that, right? We all could be. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say, hey, this is what happened. This is life. Let's get. Let's move forward. Let's find something beautiful to say, and 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 keep pushing. That's that's what we do here. So. Awesome, and I can't wait to see the film. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Hope I hope uh, I hope. Uh, you get something from it, good or bad, like it or not, a moment or two, 
and then you'll write to me and say, Michael, this is what I feel. I would really, really, I, I would be very interested in hearing that for you guys. And, and, and so it's important to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I will definitely give you feedback. So thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to do that. A lot of, you know, a lot of people in your position don't allow, you know, they kind of like put it out then onto the next. Uh, but, you know, you can tell it's a definitely a passion project for you. Yeah. Really, really you know, Joey, I showed it. I showed it here in Hollywood. It showed at the Lemley for two days and you get a reaction, a certain reaction. And then I showed it in New York. I was I was uh, invited to the Colum- I don't know if you know the Columbus Day Parade, but it's pretty big in New York. And uh, they have they have a Citizens Foundation similar to the National Italian American Foundation. And they invited me to do a special screen. So when I showed it there, it was a different experience because people relate to the materials. So everywhere you go, <clears throat> there's different feelings, and you just have to know your audience. You know, you don't you know I don't have an expectation. The expectation is to say. Do we have anything in common when you watch something? We're all humans. We all have emotion. So that's the common thread between Corey, Joey, and me. We all have emotions. We all have blood running through our veins. We all have family. We all have parents or grandparents. We all have that. So we're all connected in that way. And if we can feel that at some moment during this film, then 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 it's good. Then it's good. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we, we can't wait for, for that. Um, so you mentioned earlier where we could watch it. Uh, do you want to go over that again? Because I'm sure you know people are going. You know, our listeners will, will want to know as well to, where to find that. And um, obviously, to follow you on Instagram, we'll you can say it, but we'll also post it and tag you in this as well. Every time we uh, uh, have a guest or anything like that, we always you know plug. We will we'll plug whatever you want to, man. I just want to say this to you guys. You know, we don't know each other, but now we like we're friends because it's, yeah, that's. Yeah. I think you can see that. And, yeah. and I say this a lot, but I mean it. And I think you guys can see it. It's like I I have created friendships all over the world with guys that have interviewed me. And, and whatever you do and whatever you're doing, just please keep doing it. And, and and I hope other actors out there understand or hear this and say, these, come and help these guys out. Be, be on their show. Because they're doing a, a great service for everyone. They're wonderful people, good-hearted guys who love movies. And, and, and so I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, you can see Ritonato. Uh, visit RitonatoTheMovie.com. It's, the website is almost finished. So that's where the movie will premiere uh, on RitonatoTheMovie.com. You can visit me on my Instagram at Ritonato underscore the, the underscore movie underscore. And you can also visit me on Facebook. And I'll write back to you guys, you know, touch base with me, write me a message. I write back right away. If I'm busy, I'll write back the next day, but I'll, I'll, I'll write back. Um, <laughs> and I want to say, guys out there, fans, Ned's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Ned's ready. Let's oh, get yeah, it going. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> Ned's ready. Anytime you want. Whoever wants to have a piece of them, no fear. We'll do it in the street. Joey, we'll do it in the street. We'll do it in the parking lot. We'll do it in a school. We'll do it in an alleyway, a hallway. Wherever needs, just not a ladder. Not on a ladder. Or an airplane. Or an airplane. Not on a ladder. <laughs> not on a roof. Not on a ladder. Not on a tree. Yeah, for sure. I'm ready, guys. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Thank you, sir. We do. Uh, also, we appreciate you coming on too. So this this was this was awesome. Oh yeah, it was an honor. It was an honor, you really. You guys rock. You guys rock. All aboard the podcast uh, rocks, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a privilege for me to be here with you guys. All right. Yes. Stay close. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, definitely. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy Sunday. You too. Thank you.
Bye. Bye. Thank Ciao. you. Bye, Joey. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. That was Michael Cavallari. That was an amazing conversation. Yes. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was awesome, uh, inspirational. And like he mentioned a couple times, it, it, it was... It wasn't like we were interviewing a guy. It was just we were talking to a friend that happened to make some awesome movies. <laughs> well, right, yeah. And it was one of those things where um, you think you could read about somebody, you know, like, oh, this is what he's done or what they've done. Uh, and then you, when you start talking to them, you like you learn more, too. Like, you, you yeah. see the, the Soprano scene. You learn the backstory of that and um, the bungee jumping scene from the next Karate <laughs> Kid, stuff like that. And it's like um, ama- I don't know, amazing stories, great great guy like like he's yeah, a, a friend you and know? as as both of us being big movie fans i mean i just love hearing stories of what it is like uh you know even from the step for his new movie coming out just you know the the passion passion project of you know writing directing and uh, i'm going to plug the heck out of it when when it comes out because i i'm really looking forward to this and what a great guy yep. and uh yeah i like the i like the one thing led to another situation he went there and then kept going back and then he got the inspiration kind of, you know, naturally is what it seems like. Yeah. So uh, awesome. hope you guys enjoyed that. Cause man, that, that, that was definitely one of the highlights of my podcast. Uh, yeah, I guess career, <laughs> you yeah. call it, but, <laughs> but that was, that was up there. So yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Michael. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. Um, all right, guys, real quick. We want to mention our engineers one more time and, and, uh, Thank you guys for keeping the the show chugging along. I'm gonna probably do them out of out of order because I don't have I'm not reading them right now. <laughs> so we'll do John, <laughs> Bernie, cousin Jenny, Sasquatch, and Earl. I gotta kind of read them like Hattie does too. So <laughs> that's that, that's what I'm going with that kind of like quick that conductor. <laughs> quick question: Whose cousin is Jenny? Uh, what do you mean? Is she your cousin or Hattie's cousin? Neither. That's oh, just, just wondering. Name. That's just her name. That's just her name on the. She's actually. I'll be. Honest, she's a coworker of mine. Oh, right, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about the show all the time. It's funny because we do this podcast, but then um, when she was in the office, she's working from home now. Most people are, um, and whenever she does come back to the office here and there, we talk about Disney, almost like we're doing our own little podcast <laughs> in the office. Nice. <laughs> Obviously, that's where this these shows, this show comes from. You talk yeah, about exactly. it with your friends, and hey, why not turn a microphone on and uh, talk to your friend about it, and I don't know, inspire others or have others just kind of relate to you. Like, oh yeah, I loved visiting the yeah Jungle Cruise just after having a Dole Whip, or tiki, you know, the Tiki Room after just having a Dole Whip, and just little things you can relate to, and people will mm-hmm. start talking to, you and a conversation starts. Yeah, um, speaking I mean, we talked about it. We've talked about it plenty of times. That's how we became friends. So now I was just kind of curious because I'm like, well, she's not my cousin, so I thought she was one of your guys' cousins. So just yeah, that, 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 that's so. that's just her name. Um, <laughs> uh, which kind of reminds me of we just started the the Discord. So that's uh, different than Discord. No, that was a, a thing you guys are talking about in the DU. But uh, to join the conversation. Speaking of which. Um, I don't know how I'm going to use it yet if I'm going to just post about each episode we talk uh, uh, put out there and then we can have like our own little conversations but we're we're going to be active in there uh, we'll respond to you we'll talk to you just you know, come join it's all all in our link tree so you can join uh, you can go to Discord buy one of their shirts and then also join D-I-Z-C-O-R-E. the conversation D-I-Z-C-O-R-E <laughs> right yes um, 
So and then join us in the conversation at the Discord. So D I S C O R D D. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, but that's if if you're new to that though, that's it's just a little chat area, and uh, if you're one of our engineers, we can even we'll even have like a private engineer chat section. You can talk about anything you guys want. So uh, yes, we're sir. Very fun to very fun to play with technology. Yeah. Yep. That's a thing. <laughs> All right, guys. We're gonna park the railroad back over on uh, Main Street, as I've been saying for the last two episodes now, and uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Don't know where we're going, but we'll go so somewhere. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Might as well join us. Life is your restaurant. Life is your restaurant. Life is your restaurant.